0: Hey, thanks for taking the moment to stop and watch. Hopefully you've been joining us for the last couple of weeks as we've been in this series, I Said This, You Heard That. So a couple things, I know we have a couple watch parties happening right now. We want to say thank you, and we invite you to hang out with us first and third Sundays at Rocky Run Elementary School. Love to have you there. Uh, We meet at 9 a.m. starting in June and July. We'll be at 9 a.m. That gives you think about it. It gives you more time in the afternoon. Maybe do some brunch afterwards. But we've been in this series, and I'm so thankful for all the people who have called, texted, and emailed. How encouraging this series has been for you! You've been better in the way that you've been communicating with your spouse, with your teenagers, with your kids. Uh, really helpful feedback. And so the foundation of this series is Ephesians four twenty nine. And what I love is that God gives us His Word, and so that information. Is there, and then he gives us his Holy Spirit. We begin to apply that information. We live transformed lives. It's it's amazing what God does. His Word is alive. It's so neat. So maybe you memorized Ephesians four twenty nine over the last couple of weeks, and it's no foul language should come out of your mouth, but only what is good for building up someone in need, so that it gives grace to those who hear. Hopefully that's been on your mind. Now, the word foul, uh, the original language, has two categories of meaning. Sometimes we think of foul meaning you know swear words and cuss words and off-color language. Really, it's so much more than that. Uh, two categories. One is unhelpful. And unhelpful means useless, not beneficiary. Uh, it's like a teenager's telling you, whatever. That is useless and not beneficial. And then you have another category, unhelpful. It's bad, it's harmful, it's toxic, abusive. So the first week, we learn that our temperaments determine the words that we speak. The second week, we learn that our temperaments determine the words that we need to hear. We learn that God speaks to us with these words of grace, with this language of grace, because we're in Christ. So if you're a follower of Jesus, you're in Christ, and God says these grace gifts to you, speaks these grace gifts over you. And we have that invitation second week. If you want to be in Christ, if you want that to be spoken over you, it's to believe that God loves you, that sin separated you, and it separates you. But God loved you so much that Jesus came, and through Jesus' death and resurrection, you are saved and rescued. We have hosts standing by waiting to help you make that decision to follow Jesus. Last week, we looked at what Jesus talked about words, and he said, hey, what's stored inside of you is an indicator, uh, or wait, what comes out of you is an indicator of what's stored inside of you. And then the last, uh, this upcoming week, today, we're going to be talking about James, Jesus' brother, and he addresses what happens on the outside with our words. And so, if, in case you have a hard uh, hardback Bible or a paper Bible, um, i love for you to go to James 3. So if you go to the back of the Bible, Revelation, go back a few books, you'll find James. Um, we also have the Bible up on the screen below me. You can click there, or maybe you have it on, the, on, your, um, on your app, on your phone. Okay, this is what James writes. He says, For we all stumble in many ways. If anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is mature, able also to control the whole body. So basically, he's saying, look, if you can control your words, you'll keep your life in check. If you can control your words, you'll keep your life in check. Who wouldn't want that? Now, he says, for example, now, if we put bits into the mouths of horses so that they obey us, we direct their whole bodies. He said, look, if you can control the mouth, you control the body. If you control the mouth, you control the body. And then he says, and consider ships. Though very large and driven by fierce winds, they are guided by a very small rudder wherever the will of the pilot directs. And so right next to me is a a picture of a first century Galilean fishing boat. And you'll notice that small rudder towards the back of the boat, towards the tail of the boat. Think about how big that boat is, right? That rudder is insignificant in size, but it has an incredible power because it is... It directs and it influences where that ship goes. Something that small can direct something that big. He says, okay, so too the tongue is a small part of the body. It boasts great things. Consider how a small fire sets ablaze a large forest. He's like, something that small can have a massive impact. And y'all, in our case, usually it's not for the better It's typically for the worse. Uh, Back in 2012, I don't know if you remember this. Maybe you weren't around here then. uh, There was these fires in western Virginia. Uh, More than 360 firefighters from 23 states were trying to put these fires out. And they kept spreading and spreading. And they finally were able to get it out. Those who lived in D.C. and Maryland could smell the smoke. I remember smelling the smoke up in Fairfax. It was the craziest thing. Knowing the impact, something as small as a match lighting something on fire over 20,000 acres. He says similarly the tongue is a fire. The tongue, a world of unrighteousness or the opposite of God, is placed among our members. That the tongue has the potential. For endless amounts of evil. Think about it. uh, Words have started wars. Uh, Have you heard about the Toledo War? It was started because of words. Mass shootings have been caused by bullying. Whole people groups have suffered because there are false narratives about them. I think of what's happening to the people groups in China who are being persecuted because of a false narrative being talked about about them. It's crazy. And he says, it stains the whole body. It sets the course of, of life on fire. And he's like, guys, I want you to understand this. Your mouth can cause your entire body to suffer consequences. It's true. Your mouth can cause your entire body to suffer consequences. Think about this. Okay? You don't fire a mouth. You fire a person. You don't divorce a mouth. You divorce a person. You don't put your kid's mouth in timeout. You put your child in timeout. <laughs> I, I'm the oldest of four, and we grew up in Pennsylvania, and we lived on a farm. My dad did a lot of a uh, lot of traveling, hauling different stuff to and from farms and all that stuff. And my mom was with us a lot. She was a stay-at-home mom. Now, I remember, I, I can't remember how old I was, but I know I was old enough to say no, and then my mom gave me a chance to make it right, and I'd still decide to say no. I remember vividly, my mom wanted me to do something. I told her I didn't want to do it. My mom, without saying a word, she grabbed me by the arm. And my, my mom is five 5'2", maybe 100 pounds. I mean, my mom is a small mama. And yet, she grabbed me by the arm, walked me down the hall, Turned left into our bathroom, sat me down on the bathtub, and said, open your mouth. And I'm thinking, man, what's going to happen? She reaches behind me to a bar of soap, which, remind you, was used and probably had my sister's hair on it. Puts it in my mouth and says, suck on that. I was like, what? So I, I couldn't believe it. it was crazy. Like, I don't even think my mom left. She was like, left the room. I'm sure she was just right outside. She comes back in. She said, have you learned your lesson? I sure did. Man, I learned my lesson. I did not backtalk my mama after that. Notice what he says. And is itself set on fire by hell. This is a reference that hell is the source of evil. And if that's not clear enough, James, he continues. He says, Every kind of animal, bird, reptile, and fish is tamed and has been tamed by humankind, but no one can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. Yes, we've figured out how to control, tame all kinds of animals. But we are not smart enough, intelligent enough to control our mouth. Here's how volatile it can be. He says, with the tongue, we bless our Lord and Father. man, we say good things about God. We pray. But with the tongue, we curse people who are made in God's likeness. Blessing and cursing come out of the same mouth. He says, my brothers and sisters, these things should not be this way. He says, does a spring pour out sweet and bitter water from the same opening? Can a fig tree produce olives or a grapevine produce figs? And those who are listening as, as being read, this letter is being read, they're thinking, no way. And he says, yeah, you're right. Neither can a salt water spring yield fresh water. His point, whenever you speak, you're playing with fire. Whenever you speak, you're playing with fire. Man, no human, none of us can control our tongue. And there's two forces that are wanting to control our tongue, heaven or hell. And your words determine the direction and quality of your life. I'll say that again. Your words, they determine the direction and quality of your life. And some of you are listening. And you look back at this week, and you're wondering why your marriage, why your work relationships while your relationship with your kids, your teenagers, are a mess. And yet you want to blame other people? James is clear. Man, some of you are... Life has been hell for you. We want to pinpoint all the blame. And listen, James reminds us, man, your words determine the direction and quality of your life. So here's a helpful way to remember James's practical wisdom. We do three things: pause, surrender, pour. Pause, surrender, pour. Pause. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to get angry. That's what he says in, in, in 119. And we had a friend in a small group before, and he said this was red card 119. Red card 119. So if you're familiar with soccer, if you, um, if you do something that's illegal, usually you get a yellow card. That's a warning. But sometimes if it's severe enough, significant enough, you get a red card, which means you're disqualified. And so he would remember this, that if a soccer players were quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry, Uh, they would not get a red card. So that's how you remembered it. James 119 was red card 119. But don't miss this. James is helping us understand that the longer you listen, the more you'll learn and less angry you'll be. The longer you listen, the more you'll learn, the less angry you'll be. How often have we reacted something without having the full story? Man, we go nuclear, right? We we are, we are ready to like text away, email away, but we pick up the phone and guys, I'm guilty of that. And I'm learning, I'm growing not to man, just jump in and kind of fix it. Because usually what happens, we begin to eat our words. We have to eat our words. Not only do we want to pause, but we want to surrender. We want to surrender. James says in so many words, man, we can't control the tongue. We can't tame it. So either we're going to choose to surrender our words to heaven, or we're going to choose to surrender our words to hell. We, we surrender our words, our mouth, to the Holy Spirit who lives within us as followers of Jesus, or we give in to our sin nature, which all of us have. Man, we've all been diseased with sin. And then finally, poor. Poor. It's not a time for some of us man we're this is i think for some of us we rush in so say something happens and all of us have two buckets with us we have gas and we have water gas and water and what begins to happen usually when we get angry we reach for the yeah we reach for the gas bucket instead of the water bucket Remember, man, the average person, we talked about this the first week, they talk about sixteen. They use about 16,000 words a day. That means a lot of people in our lives are playing with fire. And when a fire starts, you have an opportunity. Do I use gas or do I use water? Do I use gas or do I use water? We all know what happens. I'm in a room and I didn't want to bring a gas tank or a gas can with me. That would be probably not good uh, for those who live here. But hopefully you understand what I'm saying. If you pause and surrender... You usually choose the right one which is going to be water but if you don't you're usually going to pull what yeah you're going to pour gas in the situation over the situation look we don't do this perfectly i mean none of us are going to but hopefully we are growing in this where we reach for water before we reach for gas and we don't actually reach for gas but look even though if you accidentally started that fire please understand this you're still responsible for it you're still responsible Man, the best thing you do once you realize that, man, I'm responsible for this, you go back to step one, you pause, and then you surrender. Some of us, man, we're making it worse because we keep reaching for the gas, trying to get out of the situation. Guys, when we pause and surrender, you know we have the greatest potential for pouring words into people's lives the way that God wants us to. And you know how God wants us to? He says, no foul language should come from your mouth, but only what is good for building up someone in need so that it gives grace to those who hear. We're supposed to use the language of grace, which is the language of God. Think about that, man. In in what relationships do you need to pause and surrender? Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this opportunity uh, to wrap up this series. I said this. You heard that. Father, thank you so much for the impact that you are making in people's lives up until this point. And we believe that it is your will that we speak the language of grace, that we surrender to the Holy Spirit. And so, Father, I'm asking that that happens on earth. We know that's your will, and we're asking that that happens in our lives, in our marriages, in our relationships with our kids, at work on the field, we are asking that that happens then. That we pause, we surrender, and then we pour. So Father, help us to do that. Help us to honor you with our mouths, with our words. We know that as we honor other people, we are honoring you. And so Father, as we end this series, thank you so much. Keep Ephesians 4.29 in our minds. Help us to memorize that. Help it to be written down, Put maybe put on a mirror. Help us to be looking at that each and every day. In Jesus' name, amen.